Welcome to the Military Child Education Coalition podcast, the show that highlights a wide range of challenges and triumphs that our military-connected kids experience. My name is Nikki Harrison, and I'll be your host today. We would like to say thank you for the support of the Fort Greg Adams Spouses Club for this episode. Hello, and Happy New Year to everyone. I would like to introduce Dr. Becky Porter, Chief Executive Officer for the Military Child Education Coalition. And I'm excited for us to talk about all the new things that are in store for NSEC this year. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Thanks, Nikki. I'm really happy to be here. I, I was really excited at the prospect of getting together with you again to talk about MSEC. For those who don't know, I've been the CEO with MSEC for about four and a half years. I came from active duty, but even the last probably 15 years that I was on active duty, I was a volunteer with MSEC. And so my blood is purple these days, and uh, I'm just really excited to be here and to share with you and your listeners what is in store for MSEC. Wonderful. I think my blood runs purple too. So <laughs> I like that. That's that's fun. So MSEC's piloted 360 summits starting late 2022, and since then have conducted a whopping 10 summits in three states this past year, which is amazing. What has been the key success of these summits that you believe? Well, you know, I think the 360 summits are really a great model because what they allow us to do is deliver content to our three main constituents. And those are military students themselves, their parents, and also the educators and education professionals who serve them. And so a 360 summit is a way for us to, in a very, very specific and efficient way, get out our training to all three of those main groups. I think the key to the success of them has been that we're able to tailor what we provide and what we deliver to what the community needs. The summits are requested from us. They come to us and say, we would like to have this in our community. And we can include the school liaisons. We can include, the, of course, the educators. We can include installation leadership and other community leaders in those summits, depending on what the community is asking for and what they need. That's fantastic. And what a great way to be able to provide some training for multiple populations. So I think that's really great about the summits. So the summits can go a long way to help districts apply for that Purple Star designation, which is so important. What if a district already has that designation or isn't quite ready to apply? That's a really good question, Nikki, and I've heard it before. I think what we need to keep in mind, first of all, is the Purple Star designation that a state awards is not a stagnant award. It's a designation that in most instances, the schools have to periodically reapply for. It could be every two years, could be every three years. And so from a Purple Star designation perspective, the training can come in handy that way. But I think more importantly than that is that what the training provides the educators and the students to are the things that are 
fundamentally important about Purple Star designation, and that's developing a cultural competency around the military lifestyle and helping those students understand how they can be welcoming to other students coming into their school. The Purple Star school designation is a convenient shorthand for what we really want to accomplish in schools, and that is how can they best support military-connected students. I feel like with trainings, you always learn something new. So even for the districts that maybe their schools already have the designation, you can always attend and there's something new and innovative that's that's happening. So I feel like that's great for these summits as well. So are there plans to reach more states? So far, the summits have been in Alabama, South Carolina, and Texas. And I'm sure you'd love to see them all over the United States. Absolutely. We're always exploring with different communities what their needs are and what the resources are to support having a 360 summit in their community. And I one thing that I think is really interesting, right now I'm thinking about all the different places that have reached out to us to request a 360 summit. The really interesting thing is they don't have to be near an installation. For example, Atlanta. Some schools in Atlanta and communities in Atlanta have reached out. There are some in Colorado and California. And so really what we have to do, the need gets presented to us. And then what we do is work to connect dots. You know, who can who can support it? What are the resources? And who do we need to bring together to make it the kind of summit that will best benefit that community. So absolutely, we want to do it in more communities and more states. It's just a matter of connecting the dots of the need and then the resources to support it. Well, I think the summits are an incredible way for MSEC to really come into a community and provide valuable training. So we will definitely be looking for them in other communities. For the past few years, I feel like, and for most of us, mental health has been really at the forefront of so many, you know, conversations and topics. And for many organizations, it's one that's of concern for both children and adults. How has MSEC delivered support to military-connected kids? You're absolutely right, Nikki, that mental health and general well-being for kids especially have garnered additional attention in the last few years, and rightly so. Uh, I think that we can expect that to continue as we come out of COVID-19 and the impact that that had on learning and and emotional development. What MSEC does, and and I have to say, I'm, I'm really proud of the fact that MSEC has always done this and continues to do it, and that is MSEC is really, really good at what we do and we don't do everything, okay? So even though I'm a clinical psychologist by training, MSEC doesn't deliver mental health services, okay? Your question was great because you asked about supporting them. You didn't ask about treating military kids. But I like to reiterate that point because I think it's so important for people to understand what we do is provide training or education to parents, to teachers, school counselors, school nurses. We also have our student-to-student program, which is a peer-to-peer program that is not a peer-to-peer counseling program, but is 
a leadership development, character development, and skills development program that can support the well-being and indirectly the mental health of military-connected students. And I think education is such an important piece. As someone who is a parent, the education piece is huge for me. And so I am thankful that MSEC provides a lot of that. I've watched a lot of webinars <laughs> and use the well-being toolkit, which is fantastic. So do you feel MSEC's focus on well-being will hold steady for 2024? Or, or do you think there'll be an increase? I believe that what we'll do is respond to whatever need comes up in that regard. I know that we are developing additional content around skill development, communication skill development, conflict resolution, those kinds of things. And so from the outside, it might appear that it increases just because the things that we're working on right now will come to fruition and will be more publicly available or seen. So the answer to your question is, I think it will. Res- we will respond to the need. And I do know that there are some things in development right now that, that we can expect to see soon. That's exciting as well. We'll be looking for those. So I know that MSEC has military student consultants or MSCs, you'll hear them commonly referred to, and they're so amazing at what they do. You've seen a vast increase in calls and requests that have come in for them. How many requests would you estimate come in each day? You know, we've had this program for just a couple of years, and it just keeps growing and growing. Right now, I would say on average, we get about a dozen requests or calls a day. And those can come by email or they can come by phone. But that team is responding to about a dozen per day. That's quite a bit. (laughs) It is. It is. And I think it's going to continue to grow because when word of mouth spreads, how effective and individualized the MSC response is to a question, they'll tell each other and the need will grow. I mean, I guess I should say, what are the kinds of things that an MSC can respond to? And it can be as basic as somebody finds out how to connect to MSEC when they're moving and then says to the MSC, I'm going to this location, is there a school liaison officer there? And of course, we can connect them to a school liaison very easily. Or it could be something as complex as we're moving, going to an ROTC assignment, remote from an installation, and I'm trying to find a Purple Star school that would be supportive for my kid. Or I have a question about transferring this history credit to another state. And the military student consultants, the MSCs, can help you pull all those threads together. Do you need to talk to somebody about the military interstate compact for kids? Is it MIC-3 that you need to talk to? Is it a school liaison? Is it somebody from one of our other partner organizations? And so what the MSCs do is phenomenal. I can't even describe all of it. They can help with identifying scholarship opportunities. They can help with figuring out what kind of testing a school needs to give your kid or not give your child. So it's just a really individualized program. And what we're finding is that some parents now are kind of, they're like repeat, you know, okay, we're PCSing again, or we've just come into a new issue that we need help solving. 
And it might seem like it's a simple, like it could be a simple solution, but to a parent who's not working in that environment all the time and solving those problems all the time, it can feel overwhelming. And so that's where the MSCs come in to help take some of that overwhelmed feeling away and walk hand in hand with the parent in finding solutions. Yeah, they are such a wealth of knowledge. And I feel like the success is shown if you have those repeat clients or customers that come back. They had such a positive experience that first time that they're coming back and they're asking for assistance a second time or maybe even a third time. So I I think that's fantastic. Right now, there are two MSCs. And you've already said there's lots of calls that come in. Requests are very different. Some may be very quick answers. Some may take some time for them to research. Are there plans of growing the MSC cadre? We absolutely plan to do that. And I mean, there's obviously, like I said, a need. And so with the support from our funders or funding from our supporters, however you want to look at it, there is a plan to increase that capacity because it's needed. It is needed. They really are fantastic. And I would be remiss in mentioning they have a incredible response time. I mean, I feel like their response time is very quick. So I think that's another thing to highlight is, you know, sometimes as a parent, you reach out and you never get a response. And so it's nice to have a service that they're just so quick to respond. You're absolutely right, Nikki. So MSEC has embraced the ECHO delivery model for professional learning communities or these PLCs, and we see them advertised kind of all over on social media. Where did the ECHO model come from? The ECHO model actually, it comes from the University of New Mexico. And I first became aware of it and familiar with it when I worked in Army Medicine. ECHO was designed as a way for medical providers in rural settings to be able to consult with a specialist and almost do like a grand rounds or supervision with a specialist, say, for example, in dermatology. So somebody who's in rural New Mexico, a doctor has a case that they that they're having some issue, some difficulty, you know, treating, and they can present that in this echo model with other rural medical providers. And then the specialist is there to provide consultation. And there's also oftentimes a didactic component with it. What MSEC has done with ECHO and the University of New Mexico is take that ECHO model and apply it to an education setting. So instead of medical providers, it's educators, or it's somebody who's working with military kids, for example. So we have stood up some professional learning communities, or PLCs, as you said earlier, and using the ECHO model, we're connecting educators who might have similar questions or experiences, and they can learn from each other. What did you do? How did you How did you address this? What are the lessons that you learned in working with especially with this population of military-connected students. It's exciting, and we've just stood up a couple of these PLCs, but the response has been really good. Again, MSEC is the first nonprofit we're aware of that has applied this to the education realm. I think others are probably going to be right behind us on this. 
which is really great. And I think learning communities are a fantastic resource for educators as well, like you said, to kind of collaborate, to together connect, and, you know, really learn quite a bit. So most of these PLCs are typically in virtual learning settings. How is this type of learning community different? And what are those key benefits? Well, the key benefit, I think, goes back to the origin of the ECHO, which is to be able to connect people, even if they are geographically dispersed or in some cases isolated. So an educator, let's say an educator in Idaho, may have some military-connected students in their classroom or in their school, but maybe there isn't a military installation close by. And so they don't have enough experience or any colleagues who they can bounce ideas off or, you know, hey, what, do, what should I be expecting when this child's parent redeploys and comes home? What should I be expecting? In this model, they can connect with other educators, no matter where in the country they are, and just pick their brains, you know, what can I expect? That sort of thing. So I think that's the that's the real beauty of Echo is you can it doesn't it doesn't matter where you are as long as you, you know, can get connected, which isn't always the easiest, but that's better than the alternative. And so right now we've stood up a couple of these that we're I don't know if I would call them pilots, but we're expanding the availability of those. And I think that as the program grows. We anticipate that we're going to do it in kind of by regions because we want to make the time zones work well, right? Uh, so that somebody on the West Coast isn't in a PLC with somebody on the East Coast and they're they're not available at the same time. So we're expanding in that direction and um, we're excited about it. That's great. And I was thinking even when you were talking about the beauty is being able to connect virtually wherever you are. You know, as someone that's been stationed overseas, it's even fantastic for now, you know, there's a little bit of time zone and math there, but even great for those individuals, those professionals that may be in overseas locations to be able to connect, you know, in one of these professional learning communities. Nikki, before you go on on that, I think an important part of that is MSEC has employees all over the world, all over the continental United States, and then, of course, in Europe and in Asia. And so as this program expands, I think the times out thing, if we've got an employee in Germany, for example, then we've got kind of a, a little hub right there that, and we don't have to worry about, okay, it's six hours difference from here and seven hours, you know, okay, does anybody want to be our, our employee in Hawaii? Because we'll need that too, right? <laughs> I wish, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that that is great, though, to be able to have that. So what can professionals expect for opportunities to join one of these communities in 2024? You already alluded to at some point moving to regions. Is there anything else? I think just to say right now that there is a plan to expand the availability and the accessibility of the ECHO PLCs. And so I can't be more specific just because I don't know the details, but I think that they can expect to hear more about it. And going back to the MSCs, the military student consultants, if you have a question about anything at MSEC or even our partners, if you get in touch with the MSCs, they will help you run down the answer. 
which is great. And there's also information for our listeners on MSEC's website as well for you know everything that we've talked about, the MSCs, the professional learning communities. And so we'll we'll make sure to list that information in the show notes. Well, 2023 sounds like it was a productive and meaningful year. Congratulations on 25 years of supporting military-connected kids. I think that's an amazing milestone. I know we've talked about some things to look forward to this year. Is there anything else you would like to hint at that is coming up? Wow, Nikki, what a question do I want to hint at? You know, I've just this week gotten a lot of briefings from different parts of the organization on what 2023 looked like from their perspective. And I tell you, it was so exciting for me to hear not just what they accomplished and how many people and how many students they helped, but the passion with which they do it. And the passion isn't just, I want to help. It's a passion for the way that MSEC develops content. It's research-informed, evidence-informed. I mean, we have a whole department that just combs through the literature and works with our science advisory board to make sure that we're going in the right direction with what we do. And then talking to our implementation team who keeps track of how is the content being delivered? Is there quality control, quality assurances? And it's just, I hope this doesn't sound boring because to me, it's really exciting to to hear from members of our team who care so much about military kids and that they get what they need and not just something that looks good on the outside, but something that is that has a firm foundation. And so when I think to 2024, I don't see us making any 90 degree turns in what we do or how we do it because I feel so strongly that what we do, we do exceptionally well. And it's it's got such a strong foundation that I wouldn't change it. Now, if it seems like an example of where maybe we didn't change direction, but when I came on board, there was starting to be concerns about mental health. And I was very resistant to, hey, I'm a psychologist, but I don't want to turn MSEC into a psychology organization. That's not what we do. And I still believe that. But as the need continued to grow, the way I look at it is, how can we support those needs where we are? And where we are is with parents and in schools. And so that's how we do it. And and I see us growing in that regard, growing in how many people we can support and how many schools we support, but not changing the way we do it, because the way we do it is very impactful. Well, thank you for that. I, you know, personally, as someone who grew up a military child, think MSEC is amazing and if it existed, would have been so incredible for my parents to have as a resource. And so I just think MSEC does wonderful things and is so much to look forward to in 2024. So thank you for sharing and highlighting some things that MSEC will be doing this year. It's my pleasure, Nikki. I'm really, I'm really glad that you invited me back. And I look forward to all the work that you're going to do this year. I know you've got your finger on the pulse of everything that's happening. So thanks for what you do. I'd like to thank Becky for her time today. 
And as we start off the new year, we look back at everything we have accomplished and how it guides us moving forward. Be on the lookout for all MSEC has to offer in 2024. Thanks for listening to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. If you've enjoyed this episode, please like, share, subscribe, and give today's show a five-star rating. And don't forget to leave us a comment on topics you'd like to hear more about. We'd like to give a special thanks again to the Fort Greg Adams Spouses Club for supporting this episode and Consentus Media for audio mixing. I'm Nikki Harrison, and until next time, in a world where you can be anything, be kind. 